Uh, greetings, you're watching uh, the online ministry from St. Augustine's Anglican Church in Varel. My name is Adam Draycott. It's great to be sharing this time with you. This has been prepared for July 30, uh, 2023, the 15th Ordinary Sunday. And our sentence of scripture comes from Psalm 16. The Lord shows us the path of life. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Uh, well, let's sing praises to the Lord with our next song.
pray. Lord of all power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Nourish us with all goodness, and so by your mercy keep us. We pray this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we come to the ministry of God's Word, our Bible reading comes from Psalm 61. And our preaching passage is Acts chapter 15, verses 12 to 18. Let's pray. Uh, loving Father, help us to use this time well. Speak to us by your Spirit. Grow us in Christ Jesus, please, we ask. In his precious name, Amen. Uh, this is a picture uh, from Yamba 2012. We put up a tent, big tarp, big canopy. Here's my little helper. Uh, the forecast said big 30 kilometre winds were coming. Parents were very nervous. So Tanya heads off to buy bigger tent pegs. Uh, the wind blew indeed. And the tarp, if you can imagine it, has lifted up and is making like a parachute with multiple steel poles attached. Uh, and this was not the time you asked your little kids to hold onto the ropes, no way. Uh, it was dangerous and actually a little bit scary. Uh, Adam's tarp was a fallen tarp. Uh, we needed proper anchors for those ropes. And in this next picture, well, you can see the sand peg miracle. Uh, gone is the turmoil, peace, happiness is now restored. Our passage today talks about David's fallen tent. Uh, why is David's tent fallen? Because well, he's dead. Uh, here's a picture from Jerusalem where Israelis uh, go to mourn King David. Uh, tent can also mean house or kingdom. So then the question really is, why does David's kingdom fall? Answer, sin. David's, Solomon's, their sons, Israel. And so, if you know how the story goes, Assyria invades, Babylon obliterates, Persia, the Greeks, the Romans rule, and Judea, whatever's left, is subordinate to whatever government rules the day. Here we are in Acts chapter 15, though. We're in, at Jerusalem. This is the big council of. And all the big dogs are there. Um, do we remember the question being asked? Uh, we find it there in verse 5. Should the Gentiles be circumcised and be required to keep the law? It's a salvation question. It's a question about who truly bears God's name. And for donkey's ages, Israel said, we do. We truly and exclusively bear God's name. And so imagine how all this talk of Gentiles then sounds to them. Peter has spoken about God's grace to the Gentiles, chapter 15, verses 7 through to 11. Uh, he says in verse 8, God gave the Gentiles the Holy Spirit just as he did us. 
Paul and Barnabas get a turn in verse 12. And of course, they're talking about missionary journeys and the gospel to the Gentiles. And now James, verse 13, opens up the end of Amos. And he invites us to look at the promise there. The Lord has promised to rebuild King David's tent. The Lord said, I, the Lord, will return and I will rebuild and rebuild and restore. He's talking about a whole kingdom. And so we go, well, how? How does that work? Because restoring a kingdom must surely mean raising up the king, the Messiah. If it's David's kingdom, it's got to be the son of David. And so tell me now, who is, what is the answer? Who is the son of David? And you already know it. That's right. His name is Jesus. He is the promised forever king that we read about in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, where it says, The Lord promises David, your house and your kingdom will endure forever. Jesus is the promised king, the promise, promised descendant of David from long ago. And it's not just that the Messiah has turned up. It, it's that he's come and suffered and died, but also he's risen again. The resurrection of Jesus, we need to see this. The resurrection of Jesus is the, uh, the anchor here. This is how the tent is restored. Um, where does it say that, Adam? Well, one page over in Acts 13, 34, the apostle quotes Isaiah 55, where it says, the Lord says, I'll give you the holy and sure blessings of David. And then Paul goes on to say that these blessings are fulfilled when God raises Jesus from the dead, never to decay. Isaiah 55 then goes on to talk about the Messiah um, leading and commanding and the nations hastening unto him. And so when we come back to James, who's speaking in Acts chapter 15, James is now showing us that this is what Amos says. Verse 17, that the one day vast numbers of Gentiles would turn to the Lord and become his people. They would bear his name because of the resurrection of Jesus. David's tent is now also home to large numbers of Gentiles. And so do we see James holding this open? And he's saying this is happening before our very eyes. The Lord is rebuilding. He has returned and he is rebuilding before our very eyes, such as the message of Acts. I mean, we read the book of Acts and we go, well, look at Jesus go, hopefully. Remember uh, Jesus risen and ascended? Uh, what goes up must come down, right? Well, that's Pentecost. The Spirit comes. Chapter 2. But it keeps coming. So Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Spirit is poured out. In Acts chapter 8, verse 17. In Samaria, the Spirit is poured out. And to the Gentiles, all those at Cornelius' place in chapter 10, verse 44. God pours out his love by his Holy Spirit. Do we see that? God comes down. It's wonderful. Do we see God, because of the resurrection, God adds uh, to their numbers. 
And so if you've got the outline, there are so many references where it says, and God added to their number. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 15 was a rough count. Throughout the church is praying because Jesus is risen. There's lots of Bible references for that. Again, in the outline, the word of the Lord spreads. Again, in the outline, time and time again, the word goes out. It's unstoppable from Jerusalem to Judea, from Samaria to the ends of the earth. That's the program. We must see the book of Acts is about Christ continuing his work in and through his spirit-empowered witnesses. There's no stopping him. You've got to see that. Now, this weekend uh, here at Inverell Anglican, we're having our AGM. Reports will be tabled. Reports will be received. We'll give time uh, to returning thanks to God for ministry here in Inverell. Do we have challenges? Yep. Uh, do we feel like they're impossible? Yep. Does the task feel too great? Sometimes. Is there too much uh, to risk? Yeah. Are we not sure about the cost? Maybe. Uh, do we know who Jesus is? Have we read Acts? Is Jesus still on the throne? Is Jesus near? Is our Lord at work uh, doing his th thing through his spirit-empowered people? Does the Lord work despite human weaknesses and failures and shortcomings? What would Eutychus say about that, if you know his story? I mean, he couldn't even keep his eyes open during a sermon. Falls down dead. Jesus brings him to life. Is Jesus ever out of his debt? Is there an opponent that is too strong for Jesus? Is there a challenge that's just far too great? Brothers and sisters, we have great reasons to be committing ourselves, committing everything to our Lord Jesus. Here is the last thing. You can see once upon a time the Draycots pinched a tent for our holidays. You see that? And caravan parks were... You know, they had amenities, so that was a compromise for uh, other members of the family. But it always struck me how territorial people were at caravan parks about their allocated space. It's almost like you had to get the survey pegs out and, and mark it all out. And people would, but not survey pegs. They had tent pegs and they had tarping or vehicles or trailers or furniture. As if to say, no trespassing, keep out, this is my space, get lost. God has a tent. God has a tent. And he is not like us at all. He has one big canopy. And he wants us under his shade and his shelter. And it doesn't matter our race, our culture, our background. It doesn't matter our reputation our history, our mistakes. This is a canopy that envelopes us with the knowledge of God's love and his presence. And it's not just for us, is it? It's not just for you. It's not just for people of our preference or taste or race. It's not even just for them. 
Brothers and sisters, do you enjoy the blessings of God's shelter and shade? Wrath turned aside. Forgiveness, meaning, grace, peace, resurrection, the the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 tells us, Salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. We must see how important and how crucial our Lord Jesus is. We must be part of bringing people into the blessing of his shelter and shade. Here is everyone's need. The world needs Jesus. Our nation needs Jesus. Our community needs Jesus. Our families, our loved ones, our friends must, they need to bear the name of Jesus. Here in Inverell, our vision is to grow in Christ. To grow in Christ spiritually as we walk with him. To grow in Christ numerically as more and more people bear the name of Jesus and enjoy his shade, the enormous canopy of his great love for us in Christ Jesus. Let's be about that. Amen.
Sisters, uh, this is a time we set aside to pray. Please use the blue screen for prayer points. Uh, if you have a prayer book, uh, feel free to open that up and uh, use many of the wonderful prayers that are contained in there. Or open up your Bible. Um, there's some excellent prayers by the Apostle Paul, uh, which are worth looking up, especially in Ephesians. I commend that to you. to come. 
He's the 